Hey everybody, and welcome to another session of Concert Conversations brought to you by the Palace Theater in Waterbury and our great sponsor, Ion Bank. As you know, in this show, we interview folks who have had some sort of connection to the beautiful Palace in Waterbury. And today's no different, except we're going to turn the tables, I guess, uh, on me a little bit and uh, interview the uh, interviewer. And there's nobody better to do that than uh, my friend and director of special projects, Sherry Martucci. Sherry, how are you doing this morning? I'm fabulous, Tom. Thank you so much, um, you know, for uh, allowing me to uh, um, share with our Concert Conversation audience and listeners um, some information about our wonderful host. You know, we've been doing this for a year now. I'm your producer, basically, and you're the host. And we've been working together on this project for a year. That's right. We've we've had so many shows. And and by the way, I know what you're going to ask me, so I want to get this right out of the way. Um, it's <laughs> it's boxers, okay? It's what? <laughs> I don't wear briefs. I wear boxers. I just wanted to get that out of the way. <laughs> you oh, know yeah. this this is a classy show. I'm sure the uh, I'm sure Ion Bank is going. Yeah, well. That's the last time we... Oh, Tom. The last Tom, time this we is what I love about working with you. I, <laughs> I never know what to expect. I know. Well, you know, I have nothing to lose. <laughs> no, you don't. You really don't. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, Tom, I, I think what, uh, where I want to start is how you and I kind of connected and met. And, um, you know, I, I created a, pro- a program here at the Palace Theater in Waterbury that is... <laughs> just been successful beyond my expectations called second act yeah and it's um it, it's a uh, uh i call it a storytelling series we get different presenters who share with the audience um at our at our theater in our beautiful poli club which is a small intimate space but they share their story about what they're doing in their second act of life and um you were recommended to me as someone who is the wife, I think, of one of your um, one of your band or musician friends. And I met you, and you were just so awesome. And you ended up being our first second act presenter. And I have to say, you if you're not, you were one of I would say the two best that we've ever had. So you're right there in the rarefied atmosphere. But you were so wait a genuine. Minute, wait a and, minute, two best. Okay, like, I know. You used to tell me I was the best. Thick. I don't know. I'm getting too thick. Do I need a pitchfork now or what? You know? No. Um, <laughs> keep, keep, no, keep, you got to keep stroking my ego. I'm sorry. I know. Okay. I, I figured that out a long time ago. No. You should have known that, yeah. <laughs> no, but you, you were just fun to work with. And, um, and we continued a, a, a friendship of sorts and Absolutely. working on some other projects and, um, and then when COVID hit and my boss, Frank Tavir, who you have interviewed on this program, um, you know, he said, we need to stay engaged with our, our two main audiences. One was our Broadway aficionado, and we have a podcast uh, that um, we produce um, for that group of people, but also the people who are missing live music. 
and mm. the, the concert goers. And um, so we came up with the idea of concert conversations. And I said, there's only one person I want to work on this project with. And, and he wasn't available? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so then I had to, you know, turn to number two, which, no, no, but um, I'm so just thankful to you because you've given us so much time and talent and insights and, you know, your connections. And, and, and it, I don't know if I say this too much, but really, truly, it's been appreciated. So oh, thank you. Thank um, you. And you're welcome. And, and I mean that sincerely. And so that's why I thought, well, we're starting our new year, our new season of concert conversation. And who better than to interview than the man who is the host, but also a very prolific musician. And um, when you told me your second act story when we first met, I'm like, God, this guy's got big ones. You know, excuse me, <laughs> I am big. Guy. But no, at 65, I think you were years old, you decided to, you know, take up the mantle of professional musician. Not that you hadn't already been a musician, but to do this now as your you know, this was a source of income going forward at, at that age. I was like, wow. But when I heard you and when I continue to hear your awesome music sound, I, I say, wow, uh, you know, this is him in his second act. How much more does he have inside to share with the world? So, um, so I want to ask you, you know, just because I'm thinking this takes, you know, a lot of guts to say, at that age in my life, I'm going to go out on the road and become a professional musician. Were you afraid? Oh, you know, yes and no. My my life was uh, my life is a little protected, you know. To be to be fair, I mean, I I worked out a plan as you as you know through Second Act. Yeah. I worked out a plan that you know jumping off to this, I had already built a foundation for myself. Um, so yeah, I mean this is this is my income if you can call it that because you know nowadays obviously there yeah. <laughs> there is no yeah. income although I I make some from song sales and that kind of thing but uh, it's not quite enough but yeah I mean I, you know I I've been uh, my kids always hear this you know most of my successes come from fear you know out of fear just <laughs> uh -huh. fear of uh, failure and fear of uh, you know not hitting that goal so. I tend to work a little extra hard and and that kind of thing, but yeah, I mean, uh, uh, fear fear plays a benefit beneficial role if you don't let it get too far, you know. You know, I I think that's true. You know, I've been hearing that message a lot over the last two years that you know to walk into those fears because it's in those those moments of fear or in your valley or whatever name you want to call it, where the most growth and the most uh, breakthrough happens for us as humans. And if we continuously run away from those things, we're running away from living our life to its fullest potential, I believe. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, the human condition is to, you know, avoid pain of any kind and fear is, is, uh, is definitely pain, but I, you know, I guess, you know, I come from that generation where you, you know, you take it in the face and you just keep moving. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't mean well, my generation. I mean my parents' generation. Yeah, 
absolutely. I was, I was, as you said that, I was thinking, hmm, okay, but you're right. It's that generation that raised us. Yeah, my that, generation you know, was smoking bananas, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but, Tan, so, you know, so you make an important point, I think, um, and, and I don't want to discourage people because not everybody had the, you know, um, earnest pressure as you were to head. And, and, and so if you have a desire to do something in your second act, um, of course, it's always better. Forget about even doing a second act just in general to plan and plan longevity. So, you know, that being said, I, I mean, <clears throat> there's still a message that someone in your age, at your age, who started out on this, you know, new thing, and it found, I'm guessing, quite a bit of um, personal fulfillment. So I, I, I think if you're listening to this and you say, yeah, well, I don't have that kind of cushion, uh, but there's ways to do the things that bring you joy. And you have to be creative, I think, and figure out, you know, if I can't go in this straight line, maybe I can go this way and then that way. I, I just I just want to share that because I don't want anybody to think that uh, it's over for me because it's never over unless you say it is. Yeah, as long, you know what, I, I'm, I'm 70 and I started this music again at 57. So I've been doing this now for, for a while. The, okay. The, the okay. key, I think the key is, you don't need any of anything I've mentioned or even anything we've mentioned as long as your health is in reasonable condition. So, you know, number one, I think you have to make sure that you, you know, you take care of yourself and keep, keep your, so health is number one, probably number mm -hmm. one, two, and three. Then everything else, I think everyone has their own story. Not everyone needs to be a musician. You know, when I was in the corporate world, you know, people seemed to want me to say, oh, I hated working for the man and uh, thank God, you know, I got out and now I'm a musician. That's not true. Uh, I actually mm -hmm. I actually loved what I was doing in the corporate world. I, I didn't later on go, oh, you know, how terrible it was. <laughs> I lost 20 years of my life. I didn't. Right. You know, I, I enjoyed that. Um, I guess all I say, and I say it to my kids, is don't do a job that you hate. And, and mm -hmm. if you're going to do it, do it for short term and do it for a reason, maybe as a jumping mm -hmm. off point to something else. That's really good advice. And, and as I reflect even on my own life, and um, Tom, I'm going to be doing a second act in June, and I hope you'll, you'll come to support me then because it would mean a lot to me. But sure. I, I, rec I recognize that if we piece together things to get from one point to the next, and if you're paying attention, if you're, you can piece them together, I guess I should say, if you pay attention to those steps and opportunities, then you can parlay them into that next thing you want to do. Exactly. And. And, you know, uh, you've been fortunate. I've been fortunate um, in that respect. Um, but um, did your friend, when, I, I don't want to jump off now here. Okay, so you're, you're, you you had a plan in place, and I know that you shared with me your wife was on board. Together you worked so you could get to this place to return to your love of 
you know, performing in music. And your friends, how about your friends? Do they think, oh, guys, this guy's gone off the deep end now? You know, I mean, what do they think? You know, you know, I've, I've got um, four best friends, which is, you know, I think is rare, and I've had them since uh, I was a kid. Um, when you know, I think they knew, know me enough to realize that I don't do stuff just spur of the moment. You know, I, I, I'm not a planner per se, but I do plan. And I had been planning this ever since I was probably in my twenties, you know, I I, I thought, okay, I'm going to raise three kids. Uh, I'm going to make, you know, money. Um, yeah. So I can get those those three little you know goofballs into college, um, <laughs> and none you know they were all average students. They were geniuses, but they never showed it. And uh, of course, I paid the full you know the full boat. So so uh-huh. I quit the day after we paid our last tuition payment, basically. And yeah. um, yeah. you know, <laughs> I I I guess the plan was when that happened. I was going to, and my wife knew this. I, I think the, you know, I tell everybody, you, you can't do this without your spouse being on board. And if they're right. not on board, then you got some serious decisions to make, I guess. Um, sure. But, you know, my wife has always been wonderful about that. And she knew I wouldn't just do something without thinking about it. So here we are. Well, and and we're going to, I know, need to take a little commercial break for our sponsor um, in a minute. But I want our listeners, if you're just joining us, to know that I'm talking to Tom Forrest, who is a blues rock music artist, blues hall of fame, he's a guitarist, singer, songwriter, and international touring and music recording artist. We're going to talk about that when we come back and talk about how we got the name Tom the Suit a little. Yeah, and and here's our here is our great sponsor, by the way, uh, Ion Bank, and they got a little message for you. Business owners know you have to take control of your cash flow to grow your business. Ion Bank has a full range of cash management tools to help you save time, work more efficiently, and prevent fraud. It's never been quicker or easier to take control of your cash flow so your business can take off. Learn more about IonBank's cash management tools at ionbank.com, member FDIC. Hey everybody, we're back with Concert Conversations. I'm your host, Tom Forst. Uh, Today, I am being interviewed by my friend and uh, Director of Special Projects, Sherry Martucci. Sherry, um, before you get back to me, which is obviously my favorite subject, uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, how many years have you been at the Palace Theater? Well, okay, I've been um, with the Palace Theater for 17 years. Wow. And they've been 17 years of some amazing experiences, um, just, you know, I, I was the director of, of the marketing office for 17 years. And um, during COVID, I came to a realization that I was no longer feeling the same joy that I wanted to feel um, in, in um, facing my tasks on a daily basis. And that there were other things I wanted to do. So in 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 full support of my boss, which I'm forever grateful for, 
I've um, changed roles and um, basically um, created um, a way to bring some new programming to the palace that's not on our main stage and also engage with other audiences that might not be coming into the palace. And so I've got a whole host of projects I'm working on that are kind of in their development incubation stage, like Second Act. That was my first one, which, of course, started a few years ago. Um, now about four years ago before I had this official new role. Um, so I'm, I'm just excited and re, re, um, to be doing some things. Um, because I, I think anybody who knows me well, I'm really a creative. That's what I am. And, um, being, uh, uh, the marketing person, um, responsible for a department, um, it was like, it was holding me back from expressing myself fully. Because I had to be more of a taskmaster and a traffic <laughs> manager. <laughs> well, I I know you do a great job. Um, the concert, uh, the um, second act. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised on how organized it was. We had a great audience. Uh, they were yes. fully engaged. It was. I, I thought to myself, you know what? Somehow they've pulled in the audience that will really resonate with this conversation. Um, mm -hmm. So it was entertainment and uh, information and, and education at the same time. And that's that's rare. Well, and you know, it's been it's just been a joy to work on this series. I have to say, and the wonderful people I I've had the pleasure to meet and who have also become friends um, has been extraordinary. I just and just just thankful, thankful, thankful every day. So, but then now, so, you know, um, you know, I, something just popped into my head. I'm sorry, but I, you know, it would be interesting to take well, some of the people that did. Um, second act initially and yeah. jump four years and say okay now we've done this four years what what's the good and the bad and the ugly of it ah, so almost like a piano you know it's yeah it's like second act uh, revisited yeah I love that idea I'm going to steal that from you now <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> But anyway, I do want I do want our audience to know and be able to hear some of your music during this podcast. So I want to talk a bit about how you you're a touring musician, and before the pandemic, you did something that I was just in awe of because your energy and you mentioned health critical, staying in good health and taking care of yourself. Some things we can't obviously uh, avoid or predict, but. Um, you went on a tour of China yeah. with your band. Yes. Now, tell the, the listeners a little bit about it. Well, you, you know, you do. You had mentioned scared. Uh, I wasn't yeah. scared to play. I was scared to go to a country that I had. I had been. I had been there once uh, as a businessman uh, during my okay. MBA program, uh, but I was totally protected and that kind of thing. This time, you know, I fly in there. I, I was with a band, but it was a China band, so uh -huh. I went. I was totally by myself, and Ooh. anybody who's been in China and if you travel there, there's it's not like you know European country where everyone wants to speak English. You know, nobody nobody spoke English, and everything uh -huh. was in Chinese, and um, 
you know, I'm on boats and planes and, and uh, tr the trains were the scariest. Uh, and uh, oh. most of the time I had a handler. Um, you know, so the, the, the agency that booked me hired uh, the musicians, the, the rehearsal t spot, the place. Um, and most of the time they were with me, but not always. So a couple oh. of times I'm at a train station and no one can communicate with me. And I'm thinking oh. I'm going to be lost forever in the middle of China. <laughs> you know, I'm in Beijing one day. I have I don't understand that no one waits in line. They just go. And so I'm wait, looking for the line for the train. And, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, it seems to be past when the train is supposed to be here. And that kind of thing, you know. So, yeah, wow. I, I was scared uh, most of the time, exhausted, because it was probably, we were there 28 days. I think we did 20 shows, 25 shows. It was wow. a, a show a night. Um, and it was all over China. We started off in uh, Beijing and uh, you know, we ended in Shanghai, but we did a lot of other places. Whew. And what was the reception of the treatment? You're not like a high-profile name yet, you know, a, a worldwide. I know you'll get there, Tom. But so, what? How was the reception by the Chinese people to to your music and your singing? My God, I felt like Elvis. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's true, the, the, the thin Elvis. Uh, I felt like Elvis because I, I show up and, it, well, first of all, you know, I don't look like everybody else there. And, and people I didn't know were constantly taking my picture. And this is before I started playing. Um, oh, wow. Uh, they, they kept saying about my eyes and they wanted to, you know, they wanted facial like shots and they wanted shots with me, with them. But uh, on the gigs themselves... Oh God, I would show up and the audience was in their 20s to 30s and uh, oh, the most beautiful women I have ever seen. And it's not like, uh, you know, a club here where everyone wears, you know, their jeans that they woke up with. This is like dressed to the hilt. And I'd come wow. in and before I started playing, I was like, you know, the focus. And then the the audience was listening they weren't on cell phones and you know playing video games or you know watching the game right. it wasn't like that yeah i missed That's that part amazing. i will tell you wow that's an incredible story sam and and i give you a lot of a lot of credit because i think we talked about fear earlier and you just walked into the face of fear now, being in a in a country you don't know, a communist country, so you know if you got in the wrong place, you know who knows what could have happened. I mean, well, but by the way, know, I was breaking the law. I didn't realize uh, this until I got there, and someone casually said, "You know, you're breaking your visa uh, rules," and I I said, "What do you mean?" It was they said, "Well." Your visa only allows you to play one venue because they, in China, everybody knows where you are. So, oh. you know, you're supposed to be at, uh, on this date, on your visa, it says this date you're playing X. And, uh, okay. and you better be there. So I'm there. And then, uh, you know, I do 20, you know, 19 other dates. All those dates, I'm breaking, literally breaking the law, according to them. 
and they had <laughs> casually again they had said other people had been arrested um wow. you know so i, I yeah. uncharacteristic to me i i let that out of my mind and just played the shows but uh <laughs> You know, you could you could be saying you could be doing the show yourself today and saying, you know, we really miss Tom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I have something to say to the agency that booked you about that. Cause <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, but there's no it's not like here, you know, they had no yeah. choice. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I have to tell you, I was heading back to China. Um, they wanted me back. So I was going back just as covid hit i think i was no, going I back in that. april and and it wow. hit in march right i think that was it so yeah and i don't know i don't know if i have the the fortitude to uh do do this again i'm not sure we'll, we'll have to see but i i know they'll ask again because the agency has been in contact um wow we'll, we'll wow to, I'll, I'll let you all know well, it's certainly a bucket list item for sure that you can check off. You know, I don't think many many people uh, uh, have that on their resume. So um, yeah. my hats off to you, Tom. Tom, we're almost out of time, and I want our audience to hear your music. So I'm going to stop talking, and I'm going to let you fill in the rest of our half hour here with some of your awesome music, which. You know, every time you share it on Facebook, I, I, I share it. I love it. Um, so thank you for creating and um, sharing yourself with the world. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'll do a couple of songs from uh, my album, my, both of my last two albums, and uh, we'll go from there. Last night, thinking of you, going through our fateful fight when I knew we were through. When I woke up this morning, the sun was shining in my eyes. When I woke up this morning, I finally realized that the world keeps on turning, even though we broke apart. I guess the time keeps on burning through a Let 
Hey, Sherry, um, you have an event coming up um, that I want folks to know about. uh, Can you share some of that? Uh, A lot of things are going on at the palace. A lot of things. And one of the big things is it's our 100th anniversary year this year. Um, The the, the venue was built in 1922 under the auspices of an entertainment mogul of the day, Sylvester Polite. So we're having a big big to do on the 23rd, which is a Sunday, we're screening a movie um, in a tree and open to the public that's about the life of Sylvester Poli, who was an Italian immigrant, came to this country, made himself so successful, had many theaters all over the East Coast, and he also sponsored many of the people from his home village in Italy to come to the United States and help them to create a life in America. So hmm. it's going to be an awesome event, and um, I can't wait to... The film was produced by some fellows who came to the theater, and they actually interviewed... Oh, this is sad. Our um, historian and archivist, photographer, Lou Belosi, who was in the film, and Lou, unfortunately, passed away just about a week ago, and oh. we will miss oh. terribly. Um, so we were hoping he would be here for this. He would have been so so proud well you know if i i just i've placed so many places and i i I, if you're listening and you have not been to the palace um just go in if nothing else because the the place is a palace hey i didn't mean to say that but the place is a palace and 
Uh, yeah. The couple of times that I've played there, I, I, I'm half the time looking around saying, why am I in this place? It looks so amazing. So definitely go there. I know the acoustics are great. Uh, and yeah. boy, you, you have anything from, you know, the biggest rock bands in, in the world to, um, uh, you know, you're talking about symphony and you just have everything at the palace and it's in a beautiful area. Yeah, it's 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 a treasure. It's a treasure, and we are uh, the shepherds and the kind of uh, you know people taking care of it right now, and it's it's truly an honor. Well, thank you, by the way, for taking the time to uh, to chat with me. I'm a little disappointed about not more conversations about boxers or briefs, but. That's okay. Uh, we can we can do that at another time. I'm I'm assuming we can do that another time. Yeah, I'm, I'm not carrying my undergarments for you. <laughs> well, this will be the last time you and I do anything with the Palace Theater in in, in Waterbury. <laughs> Listen, everybody. Uh, 2022 is going to be a great year. We're going to be uh, continuing to interview some really great folks, and we have interviewed some really big uh, big folks in the music business and definitely yeah. folks behind the scenes who are the engine that drives uh, uh, what we call you know the arts and th- and yeah. thank God it's it couldn't be more important and you know what I think the arts are going to be more and more important as we go through these troubled times uh, to yes. kind of keep yeah, us absolutely definitely. Thank you, Sherry. I appreciate it so much. And thanks everybody for listening to Concert Conversations. I'm going to leave you with one more song from uh, one of my last two albums and I hope you enjoy it. Take care, everybody. Just